0: Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go-Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Justice League of America, number 45. Cover date, June 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artists, Mike Sikowski and Murphy Anderson edited by Julius Schwartz, featuring The Super Struggle Against Shaggy Man, written by Gardner Fox, art by Mike Sikowski, Frank Jokoya, and Joe Giella. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. To the sunshine of a brand new Due to the crash of a mail plane, the Justice League receives two letters requesting their aid two years after the letters were sent. Investigating, they discover the existence of Shaggy Man, a giant android with the ability to regenerate damaged body parts and a compulsion to attack anything that moves. Confused? Concerned? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. You mean to tell me that an international emergency requiring the participation of the Justice League of America is dependent upon the U.S. US mail? Postal Service, yes. Come on. Well, I would think all, the U.S. Postal Service and the International Postal Service. Yeah. Uh, this is an age when there are lexaphones, right? Exactly. And, and pneumatic mail tubes traversing the globe, and the two crises. Oh, and also another thing they have what telephones? Yeah, the two crises that happen here are dependent upon a postal carrier delivering the news, and 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 the two things that happen happen on remote locations. I don't. They don't even explain how the guy in the island got the letter out. Also, uh. The mail plane crashes and nobody goes to look for it for two years. Note to self: Do not take up a career as a mail carrier in a plane. Up, up, you know. An, an air, well, an we're getting range. ahead of ourselves. Yes. The Justice Leaguers were warned there was no way to defeat Shaggy Man, but they were willing to die trying. God love them. Justice League of America, number 45, everyone. Oh, hi. This is Checkered Past, where we discussed uh, DC Comics' go-go-check-masked-headed comics from February 1966 to, to August, August 1967, 1967, as you know if you listen to the introduction. Well, We're glad you're here, listener. Awfully glad. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. But we'll get to that later as well. Oh, sure. Justice League of America, number 45. The Justice League, of course, is a grouping of DC's most popular characters of the day. Our roll call this issue is Atom, Batman, Flash, Green Arrow, Hawkman, and Wonder Woman, whose name is written in curly, swirly writing as opposed to the block lettering of the gentleman. Well, because she's a girl. Oh, I would think it's because she's the favorite, but... No, it's because... Definitely, because she's so a girl. It's, the, it's Adam, Batman, Flash, Green, Arrow, Hawkman, and Wonder Woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Story by Gardner Fox, pencils by Mike zakowski inks by Frank jai and Joe Giella. How's this? And for, if it's a Gardner Fox story, there are going to be a lot of words. A lot of words. Yes. How's this for a chain reaction of incredible events, Rob? What? The Justice League answers a summons for help too late. The menace had already been trapped and imprisoned, but by their untimely appearance, the Justice Leaguers unwittingly released the menace, <laughs> yeah. and an entirely different means must be used to recapture it. Yeah. Then, after great difficulty, that is managed. What? That doesn't make sense. After great difficulty that is managed, yes. a critical situation arises that demands the re-release of the menace, and then, whoa... The best is yet to come Bob. in the super struggle against Shaggy, Shaggy Man. Man. Yes, Rob. This entire story reminds me of the time that I wrecked the finish on our television when I was a child. Uh-oh. So way back um, now, they used to have televisions with fancy wood cabinets. Yeah, yeah. But then in the seventies, they started making televisions with with faux finish, sort of like faux faux wood finish, and maybe mm-hmm. before that. But mm-hmm. we had a, 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 a I don't, you know not a giant television set, but we had a color television set. And it had a uh, plastic, faux wood finish on it. Yep. Okay. Now, um, the uh, I don't know why I did this, but I was young. I was probably eight or nine years old. Let's say nine, eight. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Well, I'm, going, I'm about to confess to having done something incredibly stupid. Okay. Back then, they used to have furniture polish commercials for Pledge, mm-hmm. and they would write something, they would scratch something onto a piece of furniture, then use Pledge, and Pledge would cover it up. Right. So I took a straight pin, uh huh, and I etched on the top of our television cabinet, yep, the title to a soap opera as the world turns, uh huh, with a straight pin, uh huh, and then used lemon Pledge furniture polish to spray over it to see its magical effects. Right. How'd that work out? Well, it didn't. And the scratch remained on the finished, the the plastic finish of the television set. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't done. Oh. I panicked. Okay. So I went into our garage, and because my stepfather worked in construction, we had lots of chemicals, (laughs) and I got a rag and some acetone. Uh Uh-huh. And I soaked the rag in acetone and proceeded to smear out the the um, the scratches that way. Right. So our faux wood finished turned into this blobby, globby, burned, chemically burned mess of smeared faux wood finish. Kind of like I don't know what I have no idea what kind of wood that would look like. Like an impressionist painting, I Starry Night. Night. M- such a beating for that i ruined the top of our television set did it still show programs yes well but it wasn't ruined my nincompoopery ruined our, tele- our our arguably one of our home's most valuable possessions and I mean uh, you can't fix that i mean honestly i'm surprised you didn't try sanding it before the acetone as clever as you are well I suppose I could have used the very finest grain of um, of, of, of a polishing uh-huh. compound and that would have gotten the scratches And then out. quickly refinish it before anyone got home. Well, it's plastic. So, you know, yeah, the this, polishing compound. So that not so I could have used sandpaper? You know, now that if I were to go into our garage right now, I would use our headlight restoration kit. Uh-huh. I would use a very fine sandpaper on that and then I would use the polishing and such and it would shine it up and you would never see the words as the world turns again. Yeah, I... Wow. I, I, you know, so what grade was I in? I was in second grade. What? How old does that make you? Seven, eight. Seven, eight, yeah. Yeah. God, did I get in trouble for that? I bet. And I deserved it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm having trouble understanding how that links to this story, but I was an ABC soap man okay, myself, so. so. Uh, it links to this story because it's you do something... Right. To correct something, you make a mistake, then you try to correct the mistake and you make it worse. I and then see. you try to correct the mistake and you make it worse, which is exactly what happens in this story. Right. Right? As we read... Thank you. Not such a crazy uh, diversion. From all corners of the earth, mail addressed to the Justice League of America pours into the special <laughs> postal box reserved for its use in the nation's capital. From there, this mail is forwarded to a local post office where a member a Justice League member, mm-hmm. picks it up every month. On one occasion, the plane carrying the accumulated mail crashed into a mountain. Wait 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 wait, po- wait, 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 oh, wait, wait. sorry. I was so trying to make up for the fact that I had that diversion so early on in our podcast. Not only are international... Uh, the Justice League is alerted to international emergencies requiring superheroic aid by mail, <laughs> but they only pick up the mail once a month. Goodbye, Earth. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own. I love that. Goodbye, Earth. Yeah, so oh, uh, God. a mail plane carrying the accumulated mail for the Justice League crashes into a mountainside and nobody uh, goes to look for it until a hiker happens to stumble upon the metal box with the oh, mail inside. God. Two years later. <laughs> just stumble upon it. I mean, it's 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 just slightly bigger than a hand. Yeah. The box of mail. Luckily, the box found its way into the secret sanctuary of the Justice League. The Justice League at this time is uh, headquartered in a cave outside Happy Harbor, Rhode Island. Oh. Well known for its caves. I bet their altums are nice. Oh, beautiful. Mm. Um, so, Snapper. Who the hell's Snapper? Snapper Carr is the teenaged mascot of the Justice League. Is this uh, something that the artists, the writers have invented to make you, Joe Reader, feel like you're part, a member yeah. of the Justice League? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The Avengers had one, too. He gets to go through the mail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What else does he... he wh- I don't know. Yeah. Sweep up the dust that Flash drags in? Uh, no. Wonder Woman vacuums. Oh, stop it. <laughs> she does. It's a, it's canon. It's in on panel. She vacuums. Wow. With an apron, even. With an apron? Yes. By the way, I just want to remind you that this... Uh, I was reminded once again how much I hate her hair. Really? I hate that pulled back look. I just... The 1940s kind of pulled oh, back look. Oh, I kind of like it. I like her hair full and free with the tiara underneath the locks. Yeah. I really do. Okay. Yeah. Well, agree to disagree. All right. Um, and that's what makes the magic of our marriage work. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, Snapper reads that a scientist has invented... Um, Something that destroys anything that moves. And urgently needed the Justice League's help to destroy it before it wrecks the world. Well, the world is not wrecked, apparently, so, so far so good. Flash says, well, why don't I just go back in time? Yeah, and Come undo on, it. Flash. And Green Arrow's like, No, Flash, history. history cannot, can't be changed. But I must admit I'd like to know what happened to the inventor and his Frankenstein monster. Is that how Green Arrow talks? Well, I don't think so because later on he becomes a hippie. Uh, so I think it kind of talks like this. No, Flash, history can't be changed. Like your brother? <laughs> but uh uh-huh. I must admit I'd like to know what happened to the inventor and his Frankenstein monster. <laughs> That was Green Arrow taking a toke. (laughs) So, Flash decides to race across the ocean. And Green Arrow agrees to follow in his aeroplane with Hawkman also flying. In tow. Now, you wouldn't know this, Rob, but Green Arrow and Hawkman do not get along. I I didn't know that. Green Arrow is a bleeding heart liberal and Hawkman's a true blue conservative. Oh, wow. I guess true red conservative. And when they met, it It was was Moida. Moida. Um, I don't know if that's been established yet in the Justice League well, history, that they don't, don't like each hint. other. You, hint, you see no hint of that no, whatsoever. they're in good friends now. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Flash gets there first, of course. Yeah. And he stumbles upon a crazy-eyed scientist. Mm, I don't like that look. No. Uh, the so bald head and the little chin strap of a beard. Bald head, chin strap, and no mustache. Thick, bushy eyebrows. Yeah. I don't know why people do that, the beard with no mustache. What? What's the point? Well, I mean, it's followed in some, you know, Mennonite, I believe, traditions, or or, or Shaker traditions. Yeah, not, okay, I, I guess. Forgive me, folks, I don't know which one it is, but you know what I mean. I do know what you mean, but if he were a Mennonite or Amish, he would also have a hat. Indeed. Uh, he would want to have a hat to cover that bald head of his. Right. And is he not on an island? He's on an island. Mm-hmm. Uh, which per- brings to question, how did he get that letter off? What if it was put into a bottle? <laughs> Well, I don't know, because this island has zero vegetation. So, first of all, how is he alive? Yeah. Um, Anyway, it's inventor Andrew Zagarian. Oh, noted inventor. Where he maintains his home and laboratory. Um, So, he explains that he was working on a way to create a plastic alloy, which would come close to duplicating a human organism, with which he would make human brains, hearts, limbs that would be replaced in humans who needed such transplants. Have they? I don't think they can do brain transplants at this uh, point in n- time in, in this or period. currently. No. Um, joints, uh, joints are made of Vitalium uh-huh. and a new ceramic of cerosium is much like bone. Uh-huh. Silastic is a silicone rubber, which replaces muscle tissue. But my alloy was a vast improvement over these. Those were all real things, by the way. I googled them. You did? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was going to make fun of them. No, they're true things. Okay. I mean, it's Gardner Fox. He does his research. Okay. Um, so, unfortunately, when he tested out his plastic alloy in the oversized body, which he created out of scratch, uh, he gave it too much juice. And the body grew hair all over it and also went crazy. It destroyed everything that moved. There's nothing wrong with with excessive body hair. No, mm-hmm. no. Um, so uh, the monster destroys the laboratory. Uh, and uh, the professor went out and even, like, blasted one of his arms off. Oh, I see where you are. Yep. But uh, turns out the creature can grow back his arm. He has incredible Rapid regenerative, regenerative properties. Yes. Uh, so we're going with the name Shaggy Man for this giant creature. Which is an unfortunate name for him because it doesn't really imply the gravitas that this character brings. Like This thing is uh, unstoppable, apparently mm-hmm. doesn't need to rest, right. attacks everything that moves, and regenerates any sort of body part, including its head mm-hmm. when it is removed. I mean, Shaggy Man... Mm, it's like, you just want to walk up to him and give a little scratch in the head and say, oh, you. Yeah, I'd call it giant hair monster. Okay. Or uh, I'd call it maybe like. The beast. Pokey. Something, have it like a gaiju name. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You know, like Godzilla, that crap. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, so while waiting for the Justice League to respond to his letter. What was he thinking during this Which time? Which he could have anticipated would take, at minimum, one month. He constructs yeah an iron port. a smelter, and an iron port. a sophisticated a smelting operation, also with giant magnets. Yeah.
1: You don't think of like get a wire signal, f-
0: a wiretap, or something? Right. You know, SOS. Get on the phone. How, How he does get he get groceries? these materials? Right. Yes. Right. He's got to have... There's got to be a boat that comes. Which reminds me, when we get to the guy in South America, Uh how does he stay alive? Exactly. Okay? Thank you. Um, So he tricks Shaggy Man into chasing him into the cave Mm -hmm. where he pours molten iron on top of Shaggy Man. Doesn't kill him. Doesn't kill him. Doesn't even slow him down. I mean, the thing's made of organic material, right? Or not? Plasticon or plastic? Well, it's imitation organic material, but... I mean, it did grow hair, so there must be some sort of organic process. How did pouring molten iron over it not kill it? Uh, Well, because it's indestructible is why, Rob. Extraordinary. Um, Luckily, the molten iron is then... It becomes an encasement for it. Right, and the giant magnets which the professor has set up... uh, pull on either side of the shaggy man and he's stopped and they are electromagnets so if the power ever goes out on this island that apparently has no natural resources uh-huh. but does have enough resources for him to build these things right then of course he's screwed uh green arrow and hawkman arrive just in time for the shaggy man to break free out of this and um, how does he break free Because Because of this Flash. Come on, Flash. Which is why I started talking about the As the World Turns story on the television and trying to fix it. Okay, I see, I see. Flash shows up, and his vibrations from running at that speed Uh likely uh, shattered the iron casing around the beast and allowed him to break free. Oh, here, look at me calling him the beast. Shaggy Man. Shaggy Man bursts out of the cave... And the professor says, nobody move. He'll only attack you if you move. He's like a T-Rex, isn't he? Just like a T-Rex. He reacts violently to movement of any sort. No can do, Professor, Green Arrow says. (laughs) We Justice Leaguers came here to fight if need be, and we have to move to do it. So he tries at first to knock him out with a stun gas arrow, Uh which Shaggy Man just captures in his giant paw and crushes it. Yeah. Uh, so Hawkman (laughs) offers (laughs) to provide a diversion by just flitting around. I'm just going to flit about like a bee. Like a bee. Buzz, buzz. (laughs) And Shaggy Man's like, oh. Um, this is my favorite part. Green Arrow blasts him apart with the bomb arrow. Whereupon they discover, well, they shouldn't be discovering because they already knew that his body can regenerate. But he did think that, you know, I mean, what is really unusual is that panel, that second panel down, uh-huh. where you see the arms yeah. and the feet yeah. separated from the torso. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't re- recall seeing that sort of thing in, in a comic before. Not in this sort of comic. Now, mm-hmm. EC Comics, which uh, later produced Mad Magazine, mm-hmm. um, they were well known in the 40s and 50s for horror comics, okay. and they would have. Very gruesome. Okay. We've seen the movie Creep Show. Oh, yeah. It's that kind of stuff. Ew. Yeah. Okay. So Shaggy Man just gets up and, and Green Arrow says, Tarantulas and geckos can grow new tails when they lose their old ones. But this is incredible. I have a question. Yeah. Why doesn't every dismembered part of his body become a new Shaggy Man? Why That does is only a valid one... question. Thank God it doesn't. We have lots of Shaggy Men, no right? No kidding. Um, Anyway Boy, we can really count our blessings with that, can't we? I'll say (laughs) uh, Anyway, Flash is going to lure him back inside the cave um, To repeat Professor Zagarian's magnetic trap Worked once, why not try it again? Yep, he fires up the smelting operation By creating vibrations or... I don't know right, right right. I have to uh, tell you something Yes I'm starting to appreciate Flash's many abilities, I have to admit. Like tornado arms? Yeah. I really <gasps> Finally. am. Finally. Finally. I'm just like, I'm starting to get it. He's very clever. He might be like one of the most powerful superheroes in DC Comics. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's not doing very many clever things in this issue, admittedly. Yeah. Um, so it turns out Shaggy Man can adapt and evolve. And so he is now immune to hot molten iron. He just shakes it off like a dog shakes yep. off water. Um, so Flash tries to escape. He uses his tornado arms to try to bury Shaggy Man under tons of sand. But it doesn't work. He gets mm-hmm. punched out. Hawkman arrives. And he uses a scratcher. A backscratcher. I it was like a medieval backscratcher on it. Well, him. he calls it a talon pike. But it's a back scratcher. It's literally a back scratch. Well, yeah, it is a back scratcher it's a back for scratcher. a hairy beast. Yeah, we don't. Even I'm have just to be gonna that scratch hairy. it. I'm just gonna give. up. You know, he's probably just an angry hairy beast because he's got itches. I'll just scratch his back for him. Well, don't worry, girl. Because I will scratch you. I will scratch you. So the so uh, Shaggy man answers yeah. Hawkman's scratching with a tool of his own. And this is where we realized... Well, that it's we a tree. It's not raw. really... There is vegetation on this island. Oh, that there's that one tree. Yeah. That he uses. <laughs> the professor says, my tree! <laughs> <laughs> um, I just looked up a graphic of medieval weapons, and there are things that sort of look like what Hawkman has, but nothing that explicitly looks like a back scratcher, which is 100% what Hawkman is carrying. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, he swings at Hawkman with the tree. But (laughs) Hawkman will be okay. Yeah. As long as he stays out of his way. He's not contributing much to the fight, but he'll be safe. Yep. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, as you recall, there were two letters delivered to the Justice League. Back at the HQ, there's a letter from a man named Abner Michaels. He's an astronomer hunting in South America for the remains of a lost moon of Earth. What? Yeah. Well, I did some research on this too. Earth may have had a lost moon that uh, crashed into the current moon and rained down upon the Earth. Really? But not in 5,800 BC, which no, is that's when a little too close issue, to our time. Yeah, we would have heard about it. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we may not be here, right? You know, turns the out the Adam knows Abermichaels. Michaels. He used to teach with him at Ivy University, but he disappeared two years ago, soon after the date of this letter. Well, we better follow up. Huh? Um, this sounds like the sort of mystery I'd like to work on, Wonder Woman says. If it's not too late. Well, it is. It's two years too late, Wonder Woman, but let's go anyway. And so... A second trio of superheroes is soon hurtling southward beyond the rainforests of Brazil over the tundra country of northern Chile Mm -hmm. where there's a tent and a giant octopus creature. Yep. It looks like a... Like a water balloon with tentacles. Yeah. Like a... Yeah, like a water balloon with tentacles. Or one of those... You know those octopus things that you throw at the wall and then they creep down. Yes, yes. that's That's what what it looks like. Good. So Abner Michaels is there in the tent. He's trying to wave off the Batplane and the invisible jet. Yeah. Um, uh, He's screaming at them, go back, go back. You're in terrible danger. Just like Green Arrow, Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman and Batman are having none of it. No, no. Wonder Woman gets her lasso out. And she's ready to lasso him and pull him to safety. When all of a sudden, she's attacked by one of these tentacles. Mm-hmm. And knocked senseless. With this, water. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a problem with how much Wonder Woman gets knocked out in this story. She only gets knocked out once. No, twice. She's, she's knocked unconscious in a, in a minute. Right. But this time she's just knocked out of the air with... But it just said that with a column of water with the force of a geyser. I don't know. But she's Still, like, a, she's a god. She can, she would totally just dodge it. Right. Yeah. Um, so Batman grabs the magic lasso, parachutes down to the ground, saves Abner Michaels. Meanwhile, Adam, whatever the hell use he is, uh, is squee- <laughs> squeezing the water out of the octopus water hose. Hmm. Right. Well, everyone's fine. Everybody's fine. Um, Then the scientist explains, the teacher explains. Yes. Professor, whatever his name is, Professor Abner or something or whatever? Abner Michaels, yeah. Um, That this is a super intelligence from the far reaches of the galaxy which roamed all space as a sphere of meteoric metal for eons. Thousands of years ago, it was caught by the gravity pull of Earth and became Earth's second moon. As time passed, it was drawn closer and closer to the planet and began to shake apart when it passed Roche's Limit. As everyone knows, especially science buffs, uh, Roche's Limit is the distance at which a satellite breaks up into fragments as it orbits a planet. Mm-hmm. You can S- learn things from comics. Right. So, um, you know, what I did learn something from comics, that Uranus has rings. The planet. Okay. That was in a Superman comic in the 70s, after they had just discovered it. Wow. Yeah. So the metallic fragments rained from the sky, uh, resulting in great fireballs. Uh, And parts of the shattered moon have been found in the Argentine and here in Chile. Now, Gardner Fox, uh, or the editor, Julius Schwartz, said that an account of this celestial crack-up appeared in Newsweek, September 20th, 1965. Right. Well, a copy of that magazine is available on Amazon for $10. I did not purchase it. Thank you. uh, Because I accessed the table of contents and it didn't say anything about uh, a moon breaking up over Uh, the crashing. Huh. Still, the Earth was not destroyed in 5800 BC, so I don't think it must have been a very big moon. Well, the Earth was only created a few thousand years ago. Uh, oh right? mm, Okay And the dinosaurs were
1: The planted. dinosaurs
0: are tricks by the devil oh. To trick us Okay um, So the professor came there to study the fragments Gathering them together in a great pile Bad idea uh-huh. So uh, luckily he made arrangements for a native To pick up his mail and send it out Oh god <laughs> See the, you know, So he's there He's studying these rocks He Yeah But he's created this a problem, and he made arrangements for a native to pick up his mail. Right. Um, So the moon thing is keeping him prisoner there and keeps attracting pieces of itself. And kept him alive. Yeah. How? Well, I'm assuming if a native can pick up his mail, he probably... They have Uber Eats or something in Chile. You think so? It kept me alive to probe my brain for knowledge of our world. Oh, well, it probably... I don't oh, there's plenty of water apparently because it's shooting water out of its tentacles. Guess, yeah. Maybe it lays eggs or something. Who knows. Um it's anyway, so organic. The bad news is uh-huh. it's sapping the earth of minerals, chemicals, gases and oils. It even feeds on rocks. Soon earth will be a hollow shell and fall apart. Well, that's not a big threat because I have to know the earth is hollow. And Travis Morgan, the warlord, lives on the inner world of Skartaris. Yes, but he doesn't know this. The right. professor doesn't know it. Right, 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 right. obviously. Um, I mean, he is a scientist. He should know that. Mm. <sighs> anyway, the tentacles continue their attack on our heroes as they try to probe for a weak spot. Wonder Woman tries to lasso the thing with her magic lasso because if she can lasso it, it will be forced to obey her commands. Yeah, well... Good luck with that, Wonder Woman. it yeah, doesn't work, because she's no. knocked unconscious. She loses her lasso. She's also knocked unconscious. Ugh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't like that. I don't either. She's the strongest person on either one of these two mini teams that have gone on. And off. The, the bottom left-hand panel, as the masked man hunter... As the masked man hunter... That's like, mas- man. Masked man hunter. Masked man hunter deposits his burden... <laughs> Wonder Woman, his burden. Beyond the reach of the t- uh, tentacled monstrosity, the tiny titan rides the wind currents upwards, lighter than a feather. Who cares? Oh, hi, Adam. What are you doing? I'm flying around. Woo-wee! Whoopee, look at me! <laughs> and so both JLA teams have seemingly met their match. Let us now return to the island of the Shaggy Man. Um, Hawkman. Says, if only that thing would fight its shadow and leave us alone. And Flash says, that's That's the answer. I have an idea. Not its shadow, but its reflection in an unbreakable mirror. Well, it burst out of a cave. How are you going to make an unbreakable mirror? Well, he does, Bob. He does. So Flash uh, gathers up all the sand from the beach and uh, polishes it at super speed makes an unbreakable mirror. And the shaggy man starts fighting his own reflection. Giving everybody a break for a while. Yeah, so Flash heads back to headquarters. Hey, Snapper, what's up? Well, to the tundra country of northern Chile to find a scientist named Michaels. Blah, 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 Lost Moon Menace. Flash joins the team in Chile. I'm assuming this all just happens in a split second because Flash is Does he just run across water or across ocean? Yes, he runs so fast that the uh, surface tension of the water, he can... Run on that, okay? Like a waterbug. Waterbug, yeah. Um, so he arrives to find the Batman, Adam, and Wonder Woman defeated, unable to beat the Moon Monster. And Flash says, "Hold that thought." May I ask you a question? Because mm-hmm. Flash is really the, the, the key problem solver in all this. So I've been thinking a lot about Flash. Um, I was concerned that Flash is going to burn through his energy reserves. In all of his running around, does he like stop and get a pizza or two or ten or what, what happens? Well, you're. That's interesting you say that, Rob, mm-hmm. because that was not really addressed in this era. Mm-hmm. But in the 1980s, after Flash died, spoiler alert, and Wally West, Kid Flash, became the Flash. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely a key story point that he ate massive amounts of food. And had to um, consistently keep his caloric intake up in order to run fast. Cause Flash is really logging the miles on this adventure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the good thing is that he could pr- just eat anything he wants at any time. Okay. He doesn't have to watch his no. weight at all. Yeah, not like us. Watch it grow. Uh, <laughs> now this next tactic, he so he says, you know, he sees him and he says, you know what? Basically, I've got the thing that can defeat this moon monster. Uh huh. So off he goes, back to the island. He breaks the unbreakable mirror. Then he puts the shaggy beast in yeah, Shaggy Man in a so, plane? Well, it's the aeroplane. Okay. Um so he somehow gets Shaggy Man inside the cockpit, or half inside. Not oh. even half, a quarter inside the cockpit. And then grabs a tow line and pulls the plane like a kite. Uh-huh. Does, would that work in real life? Uh, I guess if you're going fast enough, the wind would support the plane. I mean, it's just the same as flying, except it's not propelled with the engine, right? It's towed. Huh. I mean, I, okay, so... Um, uh, wind currents moving underneath the wing keep it aloft right uh-huh. but what if the force to pull it forward is a line from the ho- held by the flash and it's always on a downward pull well, I mean, I, if it was, if the line was tied to the middle of the of the aircraft, and yeah. there was some sort of stability, like let's say he has a line on each wing, and a line in the back, and a line in the front, and a line is pulled from the middle, yeah. Then so that the airplane is always with the nose at an upward angle, then it would work on like a kite on the mm-hmm. premise of the kite. Mm-hmm. But he's pulling the jet from a line attached to the nose of the vehicle, and therefore the force is always going to be tugging down on the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Plus, Shaggy Man, Shaggy Man. Is weighs a lot more than your average passenger does on this plane. So I just have I call bullshit on the on the idea of you know of of throwing him his head inside of a plane and and Shaggy Man rides it like he's riding a the Great Space Coaster and Flash pulls it uh to the South America. But you know what what it is uh it is a superhero comic mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna say. It. It's highly unlikely, but it happened. We should also mention that Flash is banking on Shaggy Man not seeing anything moving from the plane. <sighs> so and that it, the plane can move fast enough to get from where they are to South America without falling apart? Well, it's an aeroplane, so. Yes, but Flash is faster than, than an aeroplane. Right, but. Or a jet. By the way, I'm saying Arrow, A-R-R-O-W, because it's Green Arrow's plane. Oh, I was thinking A-E-R-O. Which is inexplicably not green. No, and it's also a jet. Right, and shaped like an arrow. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he arrives at the moon creature. Shaggy Man sees the moon creature, and off they go. Punch, punch, punch. Metallic tentacles contracting. They're locked in a titanic struggle for mastery of all they survey. And then a strange thing happens. We just get to observe the JLA. Just chilling out. Yeah, chillaxing to watch the fight. Ho-hum, Wonder Woman says. <laughs> she yawns. <coughs> I guess there's not. they're not doing too much damage to the environment or the local villages where the natives live. Nothing to worry about here, folks. No. Just watch the show. Kicking their feet up. Um... They're Wonder- all in various stages of repose. <laughs> and I like how Wonder Woman's keeping score. According to my count, Shaggy Man's lost and grown back seven arms, three feet, four heads, and is still going strong. What are they growing back from? Where's it getting its strength? I mean, first- no, where where's is it, it getting the ability? From where is it gathering its ability to reproduce mass? Let's say you remove your arm and you create another arm. Energy needs to be taken from something to transfer to create the other thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're Is saying. Is he drawing but, it from the air? Well, I don't know, but also when the first time that he got destroyed, he grew a body back from his severed head, but now she says he's lost four heads. Why didn't four different, different shaggy, shaggy men, men appear? Yes. Uh So, oh, we forgot to mention that Flash had this given This fucking battle. <laughs> Flash had given instruction to Hawkman and Green Arrow back on the island to create another Shaggy Man. Yes. Um, So Flash now explains his plan. After Shaggy Man destroys the moon being, he'll have to be made helpless. I can't use a mirror on him again because he adapts to any trick that's already been used on him. Like the Borg. Yes. So I told Hawkman and Green Arrow to build a duplicate Shaggy Man with the help of the Professor... But not to activate it until we needed it. And here they come now with Hawkman carrying the entire menagerie on some kind of roped platform. What a great solution. You have two unstoppable beings in one place. And you're going to have them fight it out. Bring a third. I mean, I understand the premise behind it. But, I mean, aren't you sort of making the problem worse? Let's just try some acetone on a rag on the top of the television set. Anyway, Flash and Wonder Woman dig out a gigantic pit there in the tundra of Chile. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman's going to line it with stones to prevent any earthquake from releasing <laughs> the shaggy man. Yes, because stones made into a wall will never be affected by an earthquake. even if it's inside of a giant pit. Um, so after a massive battle, the core of the moon monster, which somehow Batman intuits as the brain... Mm-hmm. Um, Skips away like, oh, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Skip, skip, skip. Um, Adam shrinks super small. And follows it? Well, I think he's trying to push it into the pit. Oh, I see. And lure Shaggy Man. Which works. Uh, Shaggy Man goes down into the pit. That's quite a pit they've created. Well, they're mighty strong and vast. I'm impressed. Um... So Wonder And I Wo- thought I was just, like, you know, doing some good stuff this morning by sanding the windowsill and, and repairing it. <laughs> Brother, These people built a pit. you don't know work oh until you've spent a day with the Justice League. Oh gosh. You're absolutely right. So Wonder Woman tosses the other shaggy man into the pit. Flash gathers up all the pieces of the moon creature and throws all of those in the pit. Mm-hmm. And everybody uh, covers the pit with a stone ceiling. And Hawkman presses the activation button. So we've got now in the pit the moon monster and two shaggy men. Yeah. So Flash surmises that even if the moon monster reassembles itself, both shaggy men will be distracted and unite to destroy it. And then when the shaggy men overcome the moon creature, they'll go back to fighting each other as long as time will last. So now you've taken... Two yes. two separate unstoppable monsters. Uh-huh. Thrown them into a pit and added in a third. And then just covered it up. Right. Back at headquarters, Superman and Green Lantern have arrived to hear the whole sordid tale. Green Lantern says... Um, uh, I wish I could have... Uh, so I'm so sorry, I wasn't ready for that, sorry. That's fine, fine, fine. Uh, so he says, I wish I could have... Uh, <laughs> I wish I could have... My God! <laughs> I want to. It's. I keep on seeing the word "been" below "finished" uh-huh. on the next line down, and I keep on wanting to say "been finished" before I before I say it. So here we go. Yes. I wish I could have finished my case sooner and been with you. I'd like to have matched my power ring against the moon creature. And Superman says, "I wonder how I would have made out against the invulnerable shaggy man." And Snapper thinks, "I wonder could either of you have won?" Well says the editor. That's another story. Maybe some issue or other will give it to you. Do no, they... thanks. Well, yes, Ashley the Shaggy Man does return a oh. couple of times. Oh. I don't recall the, the uh, circumstances of his first return. I would think Flash could simply go, like, vibrate himself into the Shaggy Man and vibrate the Shaggy Man apart into a million little pieces. But then he could just grow back another Shaggy Man. He'd just grow another body. Anyway, yes, Shaggy Man does return a couple of times. The The one specific I remember is that uh, the Russians like, somehow got a hold of the second, the copy Shaggy Man. Okay. And were using it as a weapon of some kind. Was it like a mimeograph copy, like slightly faded? Um, no, it was 100% Shaggy and 100% Man. Oh. Um, and then, uh, more recently... Mm-hmm. Uh, an, uh, an enraged general from the U.S. military oh. uh, implanted his brain into the body of the shaggy man and shaved it. And so he became a giant, super powerful shaved man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when you say more recently, like the 90s? No, like, uh, even more recently, like oh. in the past 10 years, I wow. think. Okay, yeah. so he's not the shaggy man, he's the shaved man. Shaved man, yeah. Yes, okay. Well, that was a fun issue um are you putting fun in quotation marks because a lot of it enraged me uh actually yes I, okay. I should have been clear let me do it again well that was a fun <laughs> issue i do like when they sort of split off into little small teams and go do things i just wish wonder, wonder woman, woman could have could have been given a greater role right she's a hell of a lot more powerful than uh, anybody on here except yeah. maybe Superman. superman yeah how come wonder woman and superman never hooked up Well, they did, again, more recently. Oh. Uh, Because, like, basically, he's the only male that could actually be her equal. In in power. In power, but that's not all that life is about. Um, Actually, there was one story where they were trapped, like, uh, in a place for a thousand years somehow, and they hooked up. um, I imagine it would be a big disappointment for both of them. Well, yeah, I mean, you need someone to ground you, right? I like when she's with Steve Trevor or somebody mm. that's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, normal. Yeah. That doesn't need her help. Yeah. A norm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can find us on social oh, media wait. at Google Check Pod. Oh, what? I wanted to tell you something. Oh, please. Yes, thank you. I have just started listening to a new podcast that I am crazy about. Yes. It's called Decomposed with Jade Simmons. Uh, It breaks down, Decomposed, breaks down the stories that have shaped classical music from secrets and scandals to acts of sheer genius. So she goes into these stories and talks about different composers and and performers and Mm -hmm. such. Uh, It's just fantastic. Hosted by Jade Simmons, a classical concert pianist and storyteller, the first season of Decomposed takes on gender expectations, Cold War propaganda, and the danger of putting your personal life on the stage. Produced in partnership with Classical Minnesota Public Radio fantastic do you love th- it you think if we send her a promo she'll talk about us oh, i doubt it that's okay we don't need to do that but i just want to tell you that i'm found a new podcast love it thanks for sharing mm-hmm. you can find us on social media at gogojopod. go go check pod like me today i know <sighs> you can rate and review us at apple podcasts or wherever you get your free download podcasts from you can tell a friend you can subscribe you can do all of those things and you can find us right back here probably next week yeah. We're always happy to uh share a little story, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Anything else to add? I am starting my own podcast. <gasps> what? Mm, You've yes. buried the lead. What? You've buried the lead. No, it's it's in its very small stages. I do my first interview tomorrow. Okay. I have I'm not even going to tell you yet what it's about because uh the first few guests will kind of shape uh how this is going, but um I have I have some ideas, but I, I don't want to to spoil anything just yet. Well, you'll keep us abreast. I will. And uh, we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. It's time to give all of-